This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike Shope. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> and the Bulldog. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Guess what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! On WGR. Hump day? Sports Radio 550. Oh, yeah. Hump day a good commercial when it was going on that was a really good commercial i do miss it i do miss it a banger it was very very good good commercials last that's true ever they are absolutely just ingrained in your mind for in in the best ways in the best ways the dennis hopper mm-hmm. nike shoes commercial yep corona on that like that little like cabana beach thing they've been playing that for 25 years that's right you get good mileage that. out of it too if it you works do. you do a little weather update not a cabana with corona Weather advisory till 6 p.m. tomorrow night out here in our Amherst studio. Some flurries, high winds expected for more on today's and tomorrow's weather developments. You can, of course, go over to our station, WBEN, for more on the weather going on outside. We did I, it. I just, I cannot do the winter, man. I just, <laughs> every time I see snowfall, I, I know, I know people who are close friends of mine who like love the snow. Disgusting. And I think I don't. It's think, perverted. I don't honestly. think less of them. I definitely distrust them. No, I do. I'll think less of I them just, for you. I cannot. Do Never it. met them. Don't want to. I see the snow out there, and I'm just like, why would I want to go outside? Like, why would I want to do any of this? Today, my brother had a flat tire. He had to go change his tire in our driveway just before he left for work. And I'm watching him and my dad outside, like in coats, bundled up, trying to do it. I'm like, that looks awful. <laughs> That looks absolutely terrible. You're going to go out there and help him? Nah. nah Absol- it's too no. cold out there. It's way no, too cold out absolutely there. Absolutely not. These hands? Nah, I work in radio. Exa- you get it. You get it. <laughs> We've been talking a little bit about today the Buffalo Sabres with the trade deadline coming up next week, Friday. Should the team make a move? Should they stay the course and see what can happen with this young group and kind of keep going the path they've paved already? We've also talked a little bit about the Buffalo Bills. Mentioned in the update, Robert Woods, former Buffalo Bill wide receiver, was cut today by the Tennessee Titans. Should the Bills make a move, especially with, with I think, both the free agent class and the draft class, 
being perceived as kind of weak. It is a weird and rough year for the Bills to have a need at wide receiver and really no avenue to add to that position. But before we get this segment really going, we're going to go back to the phone line where Brian is going to join us from Arcade. Brian, how are we doing, my man? You're on show with the Bulldog. Hey, doing good, guys. Uh, I'd weigh in on uh, should the Bills uh, uh, or should the Sabres uh, get involved in a trade? I would say absolutely not. I mean, if you look at where they take take you emotionally, they get you just to the point where you want to believe, and then they fall off the wagon. So is that, is that more the Sabres or is that the trade itself? This is the trade. This is for the Sabres. So, they okay. get, so you have the Carolina, and they're flirting around with this last spot. And Carolina, they come out, and so just a wet napkin. And then, okay, well, we have the break. We'll build back up. And then the Flames just demolish them. And then last night, it's just, to me, win like five games in a row and then get yourself actually in a playoff spot, and then you can talk about making deals. And you just don't have time for that. And I just, at this point, you don't need to liquidate young assets to try and get these type of players. I just don't see where that push makes a lot of sense for them. All right, Brian. Thanks. And I, that's that's a very interesting point. That it's kind of like a why should we jump in when this team has yet to kind of show we can make a run, even just ourselves. And I think that's a really good point to look at because will a guy like and let's look at the big fish here: Timo Meyer, the right winger out of San Jose, or Jacob Chikrin, the left shot defenseman out of Arizona. Will either one of them get the Sabers to a point where they really could go on, like Brian said, like a five game win streak? that puts you in a playoff spot, and now it's just, hey, keep the pedal to the floor and just go for it. Like The Sabres, to a certain extent, do still control their own destiny. They they do to a certain extent. But like Paul mentioned in our in our first hour, y- yes, you have these games in hand. You've got to start winning the games. Yeah, in theory. In, in th- you know, in, in theory. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. But like even then, like... And Brian didn't bring it up, but like the home record is a disaster. 11-15-2. Yeah, what is that all about? And they have looked... Awful at is times. It, is it just like how it works? Like, do are, is it that, that they're coming off of trips and that they just don't have the juice when they come back from trips? Is it why? Why does it look as bad as it does at home, Corey? I I wish I could tell you. For a little while there, I had the theory, and this was as the Bills season was ending. I think me and you actually may have talked about this, where it's like the Sabers may have been in a perfect spot where they were competing for a playoff spot. The Bills had just bowed out of the playoffs in somewhat embarrassing fashion. And now the arena was going to start getting full because because now like the momentum had started to mm-hmm. build. People kind of want to get back to the arena. We're talking about the Sabers more and like we're all getting excited. Like you know, Twitter like every game it feels like Sabers Twitter is like on edge. I love it. I have oh, I, that I live for. No, thank you. But they just have yet to like really grab on and run with that baton. Like it just it, and of course it was the Carolina game right before the All Star break where it was like, hey, we're not really expecting anything, but they were one point out. You kind of were like hoping, like, hey, maybe you can drag this to overtime. Maybe you could really show something. And they got punched right in the mouth. And you went to the All-Star break. Thompson leaves early with an injury, but it doesn't seem like there's anything serious there. And then since then, it's it's been, I don't want to say a disaster. It has been inconsistent. But it's been inconsistent, and it's just, it has not felt right at all. Like, like the team is coming out very, very sloppy. Tage Thompson's still incredibly good, but when was the last time we had, like, that game where it's like Thompson just takes over a game and is a freak of nature? Yeah. It's been a a bit. It it has, and, I mean, you're not going to be able to keep the pace that he's on without scoring 70 goals a year, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. So, like, at some point, you will need others to take up and and take over from. Like, Skinner got you the game winner a couple of nights ago, which is great. Against the Leafs, he had no answers. And you're just, they're better than you. 
the Leafs are. Yeah. Like, they have way more talent than you, and they acquired more. Like, Ryan O'Reilly might not have been going well in St. In, in St. Louis, but as, like, a second-line guy in, in uh, on the Leafs, looks he's great. really good. Yeah, looks really good. Yeah, especially against your second line. Like, yeah, he's going to run him out of the building. So, like, I'm... I'm sorry. You are just in a spot now where when you start looking at like here's it's a big week we got to beat Tampa Bay, we got to beat the No, you can't. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, you're you're in the place you are because you are specifically not as good as those teams. Cuz if you were as good as them, you'd be with them. So, if you're looking at the trade deadline, is there a piece right now that will catapult you into their class? No. That doesn't exist. So, for me, I don't want a rental. I'm trying to get a piece that accomplishes the long-term growth goal of eventually becoming a team that competes with them. Maybe not right now, but maybe later. I don't think there's a piece out there that you get that suddenly you're in the Leafs category. Well, I, like that's a, that's the frustrating thing I've been having today. Like before we went on air, I just I, real quick I just went on like some articles like who are the trade targets and just in the NHL, just who's on the market. What time does the Super Bowl start? Exactly. Well, I you know I need to know of right. course and. You're thinking, like, maybe there's a few guys out there. It's like, hey, they're signed through, you know, 2026. Like, fantastic. Like, they're not a rental. No. Like, everyone out there that seems like maybe could be a get for the Sabres, on defense at least, is a UFA at the end of this year. Because look at what the Sabres are now doing with the players they want to keep. They're Mm -hmm. signing them to long-term deals early on. At 21 years old. Yeah. Like, you know, giving Samuelson, like, a seven-year contract. Like, giving Cousins a seven-year contract. And that is, I don't think it's an accident that they have drastically improved their analytics department and yeah. that these contracts are now being applied to the it's, players it's, that they it's have. It's not a thing that was done 10 years ago, but no. now it's like, no, you. when these guys pop now, when they're 23, 24 yeah. years old, I've got them already locked down for another three, four years. Teams ain't going to give you those assets. Friendly deal. No, those, I, and, those, and a lot of it started with Nathan McKinnon in Colorado. Right. Where he's still on an incredibly team-friendly deal. That, and the, the age of the moron GM in hockey is going away. Slowly. Slowly. So you so to find a team that will give you a, a good young asset that you can bring in and rely on long term, those days are kind of going away. Like they're those players are harder to find, they're harder to get. Like I would be very impressed if the Sabres got somebody at the trade deadline that no one had spoken about yet. Someone who's on a team and is like, Yeah, this guy's pretty good. I can't imagine them giving him up. Why would they do that? And suddenly they did. Because the Sabres made the call. And Adams has kind of said, like, he calls even when there's nothing going on just to find out. He does a lot like Brandon Bean does. Like, Brandon yeah. Bean has been open about saying, like, well, what actually is, like, checking in on a team? Like, yeah, he I does call you stuff. Going on, right? Like, he's like, just going to make the call. Yeah. So you find out about players' availability that maybe nobody else does because you do that. So it's plausible the Sabres have options that we aren't aware of simply because they have not breached the mm-hmm. dialogue that exists around NHL trade deadline chatter. But Adams has an inside track because he can talk to people nobody else does. Yeah. And is just like, oh, that guy's available. I didn't I didn't suspect that that well well what let's talk about a guy like that. What would you be let's let's just say this kid here, what would you want for a kid like that? And suddenly, you know, you're talking about someone nobody else knows you're talking yeah. about. It's just it is a frustrating spot to be in, especially because and I think for me it was it was the level of fear of like this fan base is already very annoyed, angry, apoplectic with the Sabres. And at points, they just don't care. Are they? For years, it felt like it. Okay, that, so that, like, long fans, like, just did not... Because re- I thought the Sabres were dead. Well, yeah, like, it, it kind of just was like, eh, who cares? Uh-huh. And, like, this was the end of last year. Sure. And this year kind of mm-hmm. felt like the first time in quite a while. Like, for me, Ryan O'Reilly coming back... 
know he had come back before. I mean, yeah. as as a blue, but coming back in Toronto and, and kind of rebring, like bringing up those memories. Twenty fifteen was the last time I really thought, oh, oh, things are happening. Like the Sabers are going to get good real fast because yeah. they brought in Evander Kane the previous season on mm-hmm. a deadline deal. He was injured, so this is going to be really the first time you're going to see him. Yep. They get Jack Eichel. Then they also make the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. Then you're also getting Sam Reinhart on, I think, his second year. Yeah, at everything point. on paper looked great. It looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we all know it cratered faster than anything I've ever seen. That's right. But that was the last time I really felt like this like jubilation to, like, let's get the season started. Like I'm really excited. Like It was 2015 and 2016. And now the way the Sabres ended last year, it felt like, hey, maybe they're making a, a quicker push than maybe we all thought. And then you had the ascension again of Tage Thompson, of just not just being a 36-goal scorer or 38-goal scorer, whatever he was last year, but to all of a sudden, like, an overall, no, he's one of the most yeah. talented forwards in the sport. Yeah, it's legit. It wasn't a flash in the pan. It seems legit. And, like... And it does. It, it feels like it's 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 just right there that yeah. they do make this playoff push. But it's games like last night. It's games like against Calgary. Really, it's the home record itself that makes you go. Like you said, you just you're not in Tampa's, Toronto's, the Boston's, the Carolinas, even the Jersey. You know what? Categories. It's okay. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Like they don't. I what I wanted to see was growth. Like I yeah. wanted to see, like, okay, do they have players that look like they know what they're doing? Do they have a coach Which who looks like he knows true. what like he's doing? Do. Yeah. Do they have weaknesses? Of course, they have weaknesses. They're they are literally coming back from the dead. I'm not going to expect a franchise, a franchise, not a t- not a team, not players, an entire franchise, top to bottom, everybody who worked in the building, that looked like it was dead, that they had no idea what hockey was, misprinted names on the back of the alumni jerseys, like absolute circus of what an NHL team should be. They're not going to come back in two years and suddenly look like the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is way too much work it, to it do. It is going to be a lot of baby steps. It's it way is. too much work to do. Yeah. But, like, do the, does it look like they have cool guys? Yes. Check. Cool dudes. Alex Tuck looks cool as hell. Awesome that he's on the team. Tage Thompson is, like, a revelation at the position. Fantastic. Um, Owen Power looks like he's going to be really good. Darlene is really good currently. One of the best defenders in the NHL. Samuelson looks like he's going to be a lockdown guy they haven't had in forever mm-hmm. on that defense. Um, Cousins looks like he's going to be a great two-way player. Like, that's exciting. That's going to be really cool. Skinner is Skinner, and he's still good. That's awesome. They've got – they have parts. Are they great yet? No, they have time to get great and to figure it out. Is that through acquisition? Is that through just internal growth? Is that through players figuring it out and dedicating it and being more reliable and consistent from night to night? Maybe it's all of those things. Yeah, I mean, it could be all those things. I think what's also... I'm not losing my mind because they lost to the Leafs. No, no. I, it, look, was, was it embarrassing? Yes, I wanted more out of them. Because especially because like last year, like they played so well against the Leafs. They played so well against yeah, the Leafs Yeah, for 20 last year. years. Yeah, and like that's where I'm like, all right, like maybe they really can like kind of just like pop the balloon for Toronto or something like that. But they they did get just run off the ice last night. But you do, it, like it, for me, I, I always have to constantly remind myself that not only are they the youngest team in the NHL, they're the youngest team in the NHL while still employing guys like Kyle Poso and Craig Anderson. Yeah. Like they are still so ridiculously young compared to everyone else in the sport. With guys still coming up, I mean, Matthew Savoy, their ninth overall pick from last year, started the season off slow. He has just gone up like a rocket ship in the last two or Kulik? three months. Kulik? Is that, is that Yuri the, Kulik in the World Juniors. Just a wrecking ball. was amazing. And, like, the cream de la creme is, is Devin Levi at Northeastern. He looks like one of the best goalies ever to play the game of college. With a bunch more picks to make. They have, I think, 30 picks over, like, the next five years yeah. or something like that. Like, they, they are just beginning 
to fill in their whole development. They, well, they want to be Tukes. what Tampa is. I mean, yeah. we've been mentioning Tampa quite a bit today, but like that's what they want. And I you think, know how you do that's that? That's the pitchers they want to be. That committing fraud with long term injury. That's how you yeah. do it. That's yeah, how that's you become the Tampa. That's, okay. like that's fine. That's fine. Well, you it, it could be that, or you could be the Pittsburgh Penguins, where you have to constantly luck into a generational talent. That also that'd be pretty good. That helps too. I mean, listen, the Sabers might have done that on defense, like with well, power Dalene, yeah. and Dalene. Yeah. Like that's that might be Crosby Malkin. Just and then, on the defensive and then all of a sudden, you get you know Tage Thompson taking just in obnoxiously yeah. forward. But I, even with Thompson, though, as great as he's been, I, I and it's also partially because his pace was ridiculous, right? Like his original pace was so obnoxious that it was like he's not going to be able to keep that. Like what are they? And mi- now that he's not keeping it, it's frustrating. What are they but, missing? What are they actually missing? Age, and and well, they do need to edit the blue line. They need to add there. Just get like I think another piece like a Samuelson who can just stay home. Be you know stalwart defender. So like one dude, one defender, one two guys. Obviously, you're going to keep adding to the depth, but that's where the prospects come in. That's where guys like Yuri Kulich is going to come in. Savoy, maybe Osland. You have a, a few Russian prospects in Rochester who are also doing stuff. Ryan Johnson now looks like a prospect that, as a defenseman out of Minnesota, many people didn't think would even sign here because he didn't have a spot to you know play. All of a sudden, now it looks like no, for sure he's going to sign here. And then, of course, you're just waiting on Devin Levi, which you hope he hits. But, I mean, when he's in the same category in save percentage over a college career as Connor Hollebuck, who is just amazing in Winnipeg, and then Ryan Miller, we literally just retired his jersey number here in Buffalo, he's in really, really good company. It's just... It's just no, I'm not. It's, it's just it's going to take time to get to where they want to go. And, and that's the frustrating part, is that they... Did they really take a huge leap forward or is it that the talent on the team has that look of oh there's going to be something there i think that it, it's what it's closer to yeah it's closer to that and if if it just takes time for all of these things to hit right like you replace some of your bottom six guys with dudes who have more offensive potential than maybe you are generally used to simply because that's the spot where they go right like if savoy is playing on your third line because that's just the spot for him mm-hmm. but suddenly your third line instead of being you know kyle Oposo, who is Good for the team in all sorts of things, but not necessarily in scoring. And so you swap that for more goals per game. Like, all these little things with just all these dudes still coming through the pipeline and your guys at the top getting older. Like, if Darlene is playing 20 minutes a night and Powers is playing another separate 20 a night and those two dudes are really good, like, can you find another defenseman to take up 15 minutes and not just completely be a mess? Like, you're fine in that regard. Most teams don't have three top-tier defenders no, to put out on the no. ice. And you do, and you still got to fix your defense? Like, what's like that can't be the answer. Can it? Is the Are the other defenders you've got so bad that you can have three really good defensemen well, and you I, still I, need I more have, help? I have issues with Ilya Labushkin. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's the times where I'm like, why are we doing this? Okay. It's not Rasmus Ristolainen levels of bad where it's just like, oh, not only is he leading the team in minutes on ice, but he's also maybe the worst player on skates. Yeah. Like, we're not there. And he's doing kind of what he is paid to do. They really don't have a Ristolainen, which is... No. They the, every time this guy touches the ice, they die. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, they don't, don't have, have that because because even now with, with the acquisition of Tyson Jost, who they picked up off of waivers, Casey Middlestad has become very salvageable. Like he is playing really good hockey, but it's you're you're still at a point of just 
how patient are you willing to be as a Sabres fan because of how bad the organization was for so long? I mean, that's the thing, too. You look at the two droughts, compare them between the Bills and the Sabres. The Sabres drought is infinitely worse than the Bills because the Sabres, for a long time, was maybe the worst-run team in North American sports. Yeah. The Bills were just an afterthought. There Mm -hmm. is a big difference there. Oh, yes, that's for sure. There is a huge difference there. And that's where, for the Bills, I'd almost say during the drought, you had more fans. Like, people like... you. Orchard Park was full of Bills fans every single game. Because to a certain point, it just it became a thing. Until the weather go. turned. Until the weather turned, of course. And that's because most people hate winter. Those are good people. Those mm-hmm. are normal people. But Trustworthy citizens. But with Sabres games, and because there is 82 of them, and half of those games going to be at home, and then they're the worst team, potentially, in North American sports, it does just make moments like this, seasons like this, feel like you've got to strike the iron while it's hot. Because then even if they go into the playoffs and they get swept by Boston, four games, in and out, let's get out of here. You go into the next season with the youngest team in the NHL being another year older, it builds on that momentum. It, like like last season and yeah. did for this season. It can still happen. It can still happen. They did not miss the playoffs because they lost to the Leafs yesterday. No. They're still only five points out. That's right. So, and you can and you can say like they, they're missing something to be a real like lock to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, of course. And at what at, who do you get at at what cost to give to mm-hmm. get it like you don't need to sell out to get a piece to be good next year no. that might cuz that might already be coming just through the growth you have so are you addressing something you can't grow into next year like you can't grow into a fourth good defenseman because you don't have it yeah maybe so like is that something you got to go and get is that, like, you can grow into more scoring because you still have dudes coming. Maybe you don't have to go and trade for a dude unless the people you have coming up from Rochester ain't got the size to do it for you. Unless there's, like, an attribute, those people in Rochester yeah, well, there's, there's don't a very, There's a very specific play style right. where you're like, ooh, we don't have that. Yeah. This guy will give us that. That's right, and we did not draft this yet. Mm-hmm. So this is something to f- supplement. Like, that's the kind of move the team is probably, according to everything they've said to us, probably looking to do. They're not going to sell out just to get a random Jamoke, just to like well, just, just to do it. We're gonna, and, and we're feel gonna, exciting. we're just gonna like no, they're not. Yeah. They're not. Gonna, there's nothing that they've done so far to say that they're going to do that. Even with the coach they have, oh yeah, that's not Granado style at all. Granado style is you will sink or swim. Yeah, and you're going to develop, and yep. you're gonna like we're going to put you in the you person in the best possible place with your talent you got, and you're just that's what we're going to do. And nothing about this organization screams desperate to make the playoffs right now. Nothing about it. In the best possible way. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to continue on the hockey talk, but we're also talking the Bills. Where should they add in the draft? Should it be wide receiver in a weak class? Should it be offensive lineman or, dare I say, defense? We are taking your calls at 803-0550 on both these Sabres and Bills. This is Shopin' the Bulldog. Both Mike and Bulldog have the day off. I'm Zach Jones, along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Always a fan of Fleetwood Mac. Always a fan of Fleetwood Mac. It's just, it's, it's very, it's soothing... But then if you do any research on the band, you're like, oh, so it was less than soothing. <laughs> it's the opposite of soothing. the absolute opposite of soothing. Pure chaos. Why have we not had a Fleetwood Mac? The Fleetwood Mac's like, alignment is chaotic out. evil, I would say. Yeah, but like we, we've got Elvis. That's right. We've got... I don't have Elvis. Well, no, but don't I'm put talking, that on me. I'm talking like movie biopics, I oh. guess. We've got Elvis. Sure. We've... Got Freddie Mercury, but in a sense, queen. oh, a Fleetwood Mac biopic. Yeah, why have we not had one of those yet? Uh, well, because it would honestly, because it would probably be on like Skinamax or something like that. It's real Max, get involved, get well, on. Would it. have to be like just. I mean, the amount of drug use alone. Well, the entire room, the entire Rumors album, like they all, like, all four of them Whew. talked about how like, or all five of them, excuse me, all talked about how it was like. No, it was a bad time. It was, <laughs> it was, not, it was a not a good time. Not a good time. Not a good time at all. I mean, a lot of bad decisions being made. Good music, though. Uh, you know, great mm, music, though. I, it, it's almost too larger than life. You think so? To grab and make. I mean, we we did Elvis. Though. It's too we, broad. We did Elton John. It's I mean, way too broad. Of, uh, like just like the kinds of things that were going on, the kinds of stories. It's just crazy. That's true. Great music, though. Great music. Speaking of great music, Jelly Roll is going on. Look at this. And be rolling into Darien Lake this summer on August 3rd. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. What a radio guy. People say I can't do transitions. Well, well done. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed Absolutely. it. 100%. So the Sabres. I think we both kind of have come to the agreement, I think, today. Don't make a move. I t- like, like hold, 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 hold steady. Make a move only if it helps you beyond the one-shot deal of this year. Yeah, and, and that's really what it is. Do not get a rental that's guy. Right. Don't get a guy that's like 33 years old, no. 34 years old, that is literally Mm-mm. on his last legs. Yeah, this is an acquiring for the future still kind of a thing. But you're also not selling. Like, you're not no. looking to move Jeff Skinner. Like, you're not ejecting because you feel like you don't have a part and you need to restock. They don't really need to restock. No. Like, they're in a really odd place. You're not a buyer nor a seller. They're, you are looking to just... This is a, a target of opportunity. So, like, pick a thing that definitely makes you better later, but don't feel like you've got to give up something to get it. I'd agree with that. We're still taking your calls at 803-0550. Do you want the Sabres to make a move? Or is it one of those situations like where me and Corey are kind of at now where it's just like, unless it helps down the road and not just this year, do not do it. I'm also thinking about the Bills as well, and not even just the Bills, but Derek Carr has really like piqued my interest well beyond like guys like Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, to me, I, I've almost gotten bored of, which is weird for me because... I always loved watching Aaron Rodgers play. Like, when I was growing up as a Bills fan, uh, the Bills were awful. 
you know, the quarterbacks I watched were Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman, and the highlight for me was like Tyrod Taylor in like a few games of Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I look at like this free agent class now, or, or I guess free agent class, because Aaron Rodgers would have to be traded, but everyone's kind of treated him as kind of like a guy that's out in the market. But if I'm like the Jets, or Mike Schultz brought up yesterday, the possibility of like the Carolina Panthers jumping in to get a guy like Derek Carr, I'm just, I'm fascinated to see where this like quarterback, I guess, carousel could go. Because a team like the Jets could really flip the AFC on its head and take some of these like teams who are just kind of floating around, sort of seeing where they're at, could absolutely just smack them in the face if they had even a slightly good quarterback and absolutely run with it. And I did think about it. That NFL Netflix documentary, I think I would want to see Derek Carr this year. Very specifically this year for how it ended. I think that's what I'd want to see is just exactly how it ended, where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's being benched. He's told he can't be around the team. I mean, listen, if that's the one you want, the one I want is Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's where, like, Baltimore at a certain point is, like, just going to cut off access. Like, by, like, week six, <laughs> Pulling the, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, actually, A bunch of dudes coming at the now. cameras with their hands out. I, like, that's the thing. is like, I, like, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, I think a lot of teams were, like, out, outright, like, no, you, you cannot for the no. for the exact fear, and not like the coach is going to say, but like the PR people for the exact fear of what if this goes south though? Like we cannot have that. <laughs> yes, you can for my sake. For, I would uh, for think my you sake, can. but yeah. like you brought up Zach Wilson, and I was like, oh, Jets PR was like all over that, going absolutely not. Nah, this guy's an idiot. We don't want you like, having cameras really, on this doofus. Not, are you kidding? Have you talked to him? We're not going to do this. Like he is maybe potentially a walking disaster, and like <laughs> if this goes south. You have 18 games, to do, and we're not going to do that. That's right. But it would have been a lot of fun. It would have been a lot of fun. Before we hit our next time out, we're going to go to our phones, get connected to our fans. Pat is on the line. Pat, welcome to Show the Bulldog, my man. How you doing today? Good. Good, good afternoon, guys. It's, it's a fun ride home. I'll tell you that. The roads are perfect for hockey. <laughs> I, I got a text from my dad earlier, Pat, that said, hey, uh, drive slow. And I'm like, awesome. Going to be a great night home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no question about it. But, uh, yeah, just, just to touch on a couple things. Watching the game last night, I was like, wow, holy crap, what the heck just happened? You know, it's, it's just like that. It's 3 nothing. But I think last night was kind of, a, kind of like what callers have been and the fans have been saying is last night was a cry for help. And I think the goalie is where the answer is. But the problem is who's out there to fill the void to make a run for the Sabres to get to the, to the, uh, to the playoffs? Uh, it, and it's it's difficult too. They might need a defenseman as well. I mean, that, they just got they just got outplayed all around yesterday. I know Toronto's built to make the long run, but we always know how their uh, epic ending goes. Uh, and, the, and the touch on the Bills, I don't think the draft is where it's at for them to make an impact. I think this team is built ready to go for the long haul again to make the playoffs. But I think it's more veteran wise and who's out there to fill in the defensive. Uh, defensive back area, more like the corners and the safeties of that, because I, I don't think White's coming back from that injury. He doesn't have that pickup speed like he used to, and I just uh, I, I feel the draft wouldn't be the answer. All right, Pat, thanks for the call. I got bad news for you. If you think White is not going to come back well from that injury, what about Von Miller? Well, I was going to say, I was going to bring that up. It's like, <laughs> he's not the only guy coming back from a torn ACL. I will say on the Trey White point, real quick, is just your first year back from that injury, like when you're playing – is always kind of a rough year, always, for an injury of that. And and 
a torn ACL has lost a little bit of it. I don't want to say luster. That's a terrible way to put it, but <laughs> lost a lot of like its gravitas and like how detrimental that injury is. It used to be like, oh, that player's never the same. Again. It's because steroids are better. I don't know. I maybe, maybe, but regardless, stem cells, what stem cells, kind of, the weird cloning, whatever Tom Brady did. It got better. Oh, the avocado ice cream, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, bizarre brain science. But it's now lost that 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 stigma of like, ooh, like it's not good. But your first year back is really you getting comfortable in your body. Like White, for much of the season that he did play, was probably testing out how much he actually could cut. And it's a lot of it's a mental thing. You gotta trust that your body's not going to literally do that again. But like you brought up, too, with Von Miller, well, it sounds like it's not necessarily as big of a tear as, as Trey White's was. Like I think Trey was like, no, he's torn ACL. He's out for you know a year or so. Von, now taking everything with he says is a grain of salt because, as we know, this year he likes to try to speak things into existence rather than like actually having facts. The power of positivity. Which I, I, I respect that. Absolutely. I respect that. But also, like to a certain extent, in our business, it's like, but like Von, no, seriously, though. Like, <laughs> where, where, where are we actually at? But – it's still going to take time for either of them to get to get back to where they were. Trey White is still an all-pro cornerback. We've still got years is left he? for him. I think so. I do. Trey, though, has never been like the Darrell Revis guy. I no. like that's never his game. But like it's all like it does. I it doesn't have to go right. And this mm-hmm. isn't to say like it would it would be Trey White's responsibility that his play is worse. It but like if it, it, this injury can cause damage to his ability to play at the level he was at yeah. going forward if it's not treated correctly or if just through the just how it just how it works doesn't have to go right uh doesn't have to go right for von miller none of this has to go right no so i, mean, I don't it, want it to ass- absolutely be down the drain yeah, kind of deal i just do not want to assume that trey white or von miller will be at 100 percent effectiveness going forward and if that's i want to i want to sit at 50 50 then like i don't also want to say like it's gonna go bad like because we've seen players when i don't even know if you can set odds on it like who knows who knows until you see him yeah it really is you don't know until you see him trey white did give me moments where a a pause where i'm like oh he's not looking great but he had moments where i'm like okay like that's the trey i remember that's the guy i remember he's clearly at least recovering and i think that's the thing is like we got to remember that while he's on the field it is a it is a bit of a mental hurdle as well for these guys of just trusting your body an insanely difficult position to play too especially the way the the league is called now where like you aren't allowed to do the things you used to be able to do you have to be in perfect positions to just tap the ball rather than like get on top of yeah you have to play the ball every time you can no longer play the body really it is a very very difficult position to play on i will say to pat's point though like going towards free agent at least like on on the bills point it's just like i don't really know where they can go in free agency though we're adding veteran depth because they're still over the cap like they're gonna have to rework some contracts yeah. or let some guys walk to even be under the cap sorry like, I've josh been mentioning, like it was Tennessee. a good run you gotta we gotta let you go yeah, we cap let casualty you go. josh allen you're getting tough. traded <laughs> you're gone yeah, like, i'm right. sorry we trade him to the jets face um, of the franchise <laughs> not anymore <laughs> yeah that's what you thought buddy um von miller was the di- that was von miller that was the guy. Yeah, yeah, you did it. Yeah, you. I'm sorry that you, they have taken that path, and unfortunately, that is denied to them. Maybe for all of next season, maybe for a chunk of next season. Who knows? But Von see. Miller is the dude, and it worked. Von Miller was great for them until he got hurt. I'm still stunned. We had seven sacks in the first game. Like looking back at how the rest yeah, of the season it was a great went, game. what a great time! It all went downhill from there. Like you really think about it. I watched that game from Provincetown, Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, yeah. I went. I went to Provincetown for a wedding. And with that, we were there that first weekend of the Bills opener. It was like the it was 
the night after the we- the wedding. Okay. I think the wedding was on a Saturday. No, wait, what the, was was that it was game a Thursday th- night? It was a Thursday night. We, everybody was getting in. Like I was already there, and the wedding was on a Saturday. So the most of the wedding party was there on a Thursday night. Me and uh, I was the best man in the party. Me and the groom and the families. We were all we all went out to a bar to find it, and each bar was closing. So that's oh. how early the bars were closing there. I which, forget Massachusetts has pretty strict drinking laws as absolutely well. Absolutely disgusting. No happy hour. Like just a waste of a state. But like <laughs> just trying to find a place that was staying open so we could watch yeah. the f- stupid ba- football game. But even by halftime, it was over. It was clearly like the Bulls oh, were it, having like, the It got to the third quarter and was like, okay, we got this. You think about it though. Like you look back at the rest of the season, like yes, the demarcation line is that halftime in Green Bay. But in terms of the vibes and the feeling oh, of the God, fan that base, game was so much fun. You that Friday morning, you woke up thinking, <laughs> "Super Bowl, baby! Yeah. It is our year." Yeah, and it's just and it, it, injuries and all kinds of craziness took, that followed. It is took what derailed several it. acts of God. Y- yeah, yeah, and not one, several. Yeah, for it to completely <laughs> derail and for the Bills to be, while a thirteen-win team out of the divisional. <sighs> round. It's really easy to just look at the year and be like, "Man, what do they got to do to get better? They're just not good enough." And then on the other hand. God had to directly interfere several times and hit that smash that smite button on we the did Buffalo talk about Bills. It. Like there would be a documentary on this Bills team if they did end up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, it would be one of those things. Like how did they do it? Like just two massive snowstorms in the chamber. Plus, you had a horrifying incident that directly affected the lives mm-hmm. of everybody on the team. Like just. All of which would have been if one event happened to one team, it was a lot for one year. Yeah, Bills had it happen three times. In relatively quick succession. Yep. Like, all that stuff was in, like, a month and a half. And they lose Von Miller. Yep. And, and yeah, sure, great. Yeah, just keep it coming. Yeah, go ahead. Give it to us. We're sure. good. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Right. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Still won a playoff game. Yeah. After all of that, they still won a stupid playoff still game. Still got a playoff game win out of that. It's incredible how far that team went, considering the adversity. I, I bang my knee on my desk getting up from my seat, and I am down for the count. Oh, your week's ruined. Yeah. Your week's gone. Why would the Lord do this to me? <laughs> that team went through all of that and still won a playoff game? It is astounding. It is impressive what they were able to do. Sports is stupid. The whole thing's stupid. Why do we do this? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Love the entertainment value. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to keep going with the Bills and Sabres. And, of course, we are still taking your calls at 803-0550. We've taken a few so far today on the Sabres and the Bills. Where should the Bills go in the draft? What should the Sabres do come the trade deadline? This is Shope and the Bulldog. Shope and the Bulldog both have the day off. I'm Zach Jones along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. Welcome back to Shope and the Bulldog here on WGR. Shope and Bulldog both have the day off today. So Zach Jones, along with Corey Griswold, have got you for the next hour or so. Weather's starting to get a little choppy out there, Corey. It's starting to get a little choppy. I'm looking at my weather up now. Heavy snow expected for the rest of the night leading into tomorrow. There is a weather advisory going into tomorrow at 6 p.m. For more on the weather, you can go over to our sister station, WBEN, for all the coverage. They just love that. putting you at this station when getting out of it or into it. It feels very personal. Is big spicy. It feels very personal. I don't want to say I'm starting to point fingers at people, Oop. but I'm starting to point fingers at people. That's like, cool, guys, this is not this is not fair to me. No, personally. it's great because you'll get a gift card for a restaurant that is not open. 
so that you I'll can't use it. it. I'll still use it. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to use it. <laughs> Look, I'm a big pat on the back kind of guy, okay? <laughs> you uh, you want uh, you respond to uh, verbal affirmation. Exactly. Thoughtful gestures. That's your love language. I guess it is. Look at that. We're learning something new every day. Me? Look at that. More of a physical touch kind of guy. Bring yeah. it in. Bring, <laughs> bring it in. in. Bring it in for the hugs. That's right. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're still taking your calls at 803-0550 about should the Sabres be making a trade deadline deal and where should the Bills go to improve this roster in the draft in the first round, even if you want to, free agency as well. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Shobo the Bulldog right here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.